All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Two May Hobbies podcast. I am your host, Brian Althorpe. So because of my lack of planning, we do not have a guest this week. Uh, there's just been a lot going on. But I wanted to jump in here because there's a lot of cool stuff that's going on that's happened. And uh, I like to recap the early season. So we're going to do that today. So starting with the early season. So we started on Friday, September 1st is when Dove season opens here in Ohio. Uh, we had seven guys out at my buddy Brian's quarry. Uh, Brian was on the podcast last season. We talked about building your own duck boat and what your dream duck boat is. Uh, he's a really good person to talk to about that. He's done a lot of good work on his own boats. And uh, if you guys haven't checked out that episode, please go back and check it out. Uh, so he's got a nice quarry in Huron, Ohio, just off the lake. And he has a lot of doves there. So last year we did uh, opening day at his quarry. Uh, this year we decided to do the same. Uh, just like last year, it was fairly uh, fairly successful in the morning. Um, towards the evening, they got better results after I had already left. Uh, we had three dogs, so we had Brian's dog, Ace. We had my buddy Shane's dog, Max, which if you guys watched the 40-mile-per-hour hunting video from last year, that's Shane's dog and Shane's boat. And then we had Boomer. We had four extra gunners with us. So there was a lot going on, and uh, dogs definitely felt that, especially for the first day. Uh, first day of the season, getting them back out, knocking the rust off. So it was an it was a good time uh, getting out. We had I think we shot 35 doves in the morning, so there was some good action. Uh, Boomer himself did not perform how I would have liked him to. He got a little excited and uh, took off a few times. So we were able to correct that by the end, but he was definitely uh, definitely reared up and ready to go. So knocking the rust off. It was a good opening day of Dove. I got a lot of good footage, some great pictures. Um, I wanted to focus more on the filming part of it. I wasn't too concerned about shooting a bunch of Doves. It was just nice to get get out, get Boomer out, uh, hang out with those guys, and have a have an opening day Dove se Dove season. So it was a good good morning. Uh, had a lot of good conversation. A couple people that I haven't met before. Um, if anybody's met me, you know that <laughs> that's one of my favorite things is meeting meeting new people, having some good conversation. And uh, yeah, it was it was a very good opening day <clears throat> for Doves, and uh, can't really ask for much more. The Slate Rock Quarry that we were in makes for some really interesting retrieves because the Doves blend in very well to the rock, and <laughs> it makes it pretty difficult for the dogs to find them. There was a couple times that even doves fell in, the, in between the cracks of the rocks, and uh, that then you have to go out there, and the dogs can sniff them. They can't move the rocks, so then you have to go out there, pull up the rocks, get the bird out. We are set right in front of a pond, so we've done some training in this pond before with Brian, and uh, we're able to get some water retrieves as well on the doves because they would uh, 
they came in. We set the we set about five or six. It might have even been seven uh, dove spinners out with uh, some pigeon decoys, and the the spinners were set on top of a hill that was right in front of the water. And so the doves would come in. By the time that we shot at them and they turned out, they'd land in the water. A couple of them landed in the cattails of the water, which also made for some interesting retrieves. Uh, the, the rock there is very tough on the dog's feet. So Boomer had a little bit of a, of a rub, a little uh, sore on the side of his pad. I know that Brian said that his dog Ace got a little cut on his paw. So anybody that hunts the early season and you're in that kind of terrain, just make sure that you're looking at your dog's feet. And uh, we were looking to take Boomer out for teal the next day, so I made sure that I checked him over before we were going out for that. So leading into that, so teal season opener was on my birthday this year. So that was that was fun. Every of every other year, every three years maybe, uh, opener for either for goose and teal here uh, opens the same day and uh that generally will fall on my birthday which is kind of fun and uh so my buddy mike and my friend tyler that has been in i think he's been in some previous videos um he was in the opening day video for um middle harbor um mike was in a couple videos as well pheasant hunting there's some duck videos, and uh, actually Mike was with us opening weekend of Goose in Middle Harbor as well. Anyway, so uh, Mike got a marsh draw here in Ohio. We have lottery draws, and uh, he invited me out. So we were able to have a secure spot to go to for opening day and not have to sleep in the parking lot and all the other crazy stuff that people do around here. Which is a side note, it seemed like there wasn't as many people out sleeping. And I don't know if that's due to uh, lower teal numbers. I know that we didn't see, we saw a good amount of teal, but it wasn't overwhelming. And I know that in some spots, uh, especially lakeside marshes here, generally in the beginning of September, there's a lot of blue wings. And uh, didn't really see that kind of number. Um, from the lottery hunt that we were at, there was only probably two or maybe three other groups out, which I find so insane that people just don't use these these lottery draws, especially on opening days. I don't understand that at all. But so we got out. We were uh, we ended up harvesting eight birds. We lost two of them. Um, one of them was in a spot that we weren't going to be able to get to. And another one, I think, dove. Um, we Boomer and I looked for it for 20, 25 minutes. He was absolutely exhausted by the time that we got done looking for that bird. Um, where we were set, the state had come in and cut a path out to the open water to make it easier to find where you're supposed to be going and access that water a little bit easier. Uh, it doesn't make it easier because all of the cat or all the cut cattails and grass uh, just sits in there and it just absorbs all the water and it floats on top so when you're walking through it it just kind of piles up in front of you and when you're a dog it piles up very much in front of you and uh, so when Boomer was making his retrieves he would 
get into the you know where, where he had to start swimming he could he, he learned to start hopping over it where he could touch and then uh when he got to where he had to swim it would start to pile up and there'd be 20 30 i don't know 40 pounds of this wet cattail and grass uh you know piling up in front of him and so he had to like stomp it down kind of like pull himself on top of it to push it under him and uh that wore him out the first bird that we shot came in uh about five minutes before shooting time and so we let it sit there uh as soon as it clicked i think it was 6:59 or whatever seven o'clock was was shooting time and uh, as soon as it clicked that we popped up hollered at it didn't get up shot it and uh it was still a little dark so <laughs> we i don't know if he wasn't ready for it but um by the time that he made it out there he had gotten turned around so much having to go through all this grass that uh he lost the marks so then i had to walk out a little bit have him come next to me and send him uh worked out fine he handles well which is nice so the fact that we've gone through that plenty of times makes it easier for those kinds of retrieves it wasn't a super far retrieve maybe 35 yards and uh he did it fine and then as soon as the sun started to come up a little bit he was marking birds every time they would go down he had no problem with it um the one that we sailed next to us was in some much thicker and taller cattails so we couldn't see exactly where it went down he got birdie a couple times, and uh, I thought he was gonna gonna find it. I kicked the spots to make sure that teal wasn't didn't dive down in that same spot and hold on to something and just drown itself. Never found it, and uh, you know you hate that kind of stuff because that's what um, you know you've got the dog for. But you give it your all, and at least you're giving it a you know 110 percent effort having that dog with you. So it was nice that we had him. Uh, he saved us from a lot of walking. My waiter boots did not agree with uh, my my legs because I wore shorts, so it cut through them pretty pretty nicely. I've got two nice scabs on my calves, um, and if I would have had to go get all of those birds, it would have been a lot worse. So we're we're happy that we had Boomer out there. He did a fantastic job. I got some phenomenal pictures of him and uh if you guys haven't seen that video yet it is up on the youtube channel uh it's doing fairly well and uh it came out nicely i had some camera issues which really bugs me about these you know i don't know if the camera the gopro uh cord wasn't plugged in all the way or something on the camera but what happens with the hero 8 is when you don't have a fully charged battery well if, if it's charged at all over like five percent then it's fine but it gets down to zero percent it takes forever to charge it up past five percent with the the little external batteries that i use so if it's below like three percent and you're recording there's times that it'll just like cut off the video feed and it'll keep recording the audio so I had to swap out the Hero 5 battery so that I could keep the Hero 8 running. But I had a nice setup where I was using two GoPros and I had one on the sled next to Boomer's blind. And then I had uh, my shot cam. I had the I had the big camera. I had my phone that I do like the kind of the B-roll dog retrieving stuff with. And then uh, my head cam. And uh, the head cam gave out, gave out a couple times, but I still got it on the other camera 
on the sled. So all that to say, I'll definitely be checking batteries a lot closer and uh, probably buy some extras just to have them in my bag in case this happens. But those external batteries are lifesavers. I mean, they record for six to seven hours, depending on the temperature. And uh, it really helps prolong. It helps not miss shots because, I mean, aside from these, the few times that the battery's been at 0%, they just, it, I've never had any, other than that, I don't have issues. And then uh, not having to check batteries is awesome and make and swap them out uh having it on the loop is exactly what i need so that i'm not going through eight hours of footage um i'm just going through like the last two minutes of a clip and it works out way better but all in all still got a lot of good footage and uh if you guys want to check out that video please do so so the next thing is that i decided to splurge and I bought a brand new 2024 Mercury 115 four stroke motor for my boat. So my boat has had a Johnson 115 two stroke since I bought it. It's the original motor that was built with the boat. It was a tracker Johnson 115. It's a 1993 and if there becomes any need that I would uh, want to have that boat for filming uh, with the R&T or taking people out, um, you know, that come in from out of town and just want to like go diver hunting or even fishing, taking my family out, um, taking my grandpa, my dad, anybody, my kids offshore, it's just time. I had a 30-year-old motor, and it, the few times that it's failed me were not ideal. So I really needed something with a lot more reliability. And uh, so I took it in. I got a phenomenal deal on it. I was actually in a deal for a used one, and that deal fell out from under me. So he offered me a much better deal on a – well, not a much better deal, but a better deal than uh, what they're running on them brand new. Um, so I just decided to do it. I, I don't regret it at all. I mean, I got a great price on it. It was done within a week and, uh, I took it out last weekend and <laughs> this thing is insane. Uh, right now it has a 15 pitch prop on it. Um, I was told by the owner that if the 15 was revving too high at wide open throttle to come back and that they'll swap it out. I already let him know that it was running at about 7k which is insane at that rpm um it needs to be somewhere in like the 6,000 range i think 6400 is the highest that's supposed to go wide open throttle um but with these mercuries when you buy them the break-in process is to idle them for a little bit warm up the motor um then you get it on plane and you run the majority of your time just barely on plane. So 22 to 25 miles an hour. And then uh, you run it wide open for like 30 to 45 seconds. Um, it helps heat cycle the motor and get it broken in. There's a 10 hour run time before you change the brake in oil. Then you change it at 20 hours and that's a full service at 50 hours. So it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, I took it out and <laughs> the, the boat about did a backflip out of the hole with that 15 pitch prop and all that extra 
uh, power. It just really showed me how much the two strokes lack in power compared to these new four strokes. They're he even with them being heavier. I, I it just was insane. I got I gained three miles an hour on the top end just with this 15 pitch prop. Um, down low, it was I mean like it stood that boat up right away, and the Johnson would do it it'd stand the boat up pretty nicely especially going through like really really uh like i shouldn't say really big waves but three four five footers like it'd stand it up so that i could keep everything dry and uh i've made it back plenty of times and and some pretty rough stuff so i can't fault the johnson but it was just nearing the end of its life i mean it probably has some some good hours left for some somebody that needs it but for what I'm planning on doing with that boat, I need something more reliable. And that boat layout is perfect for me. I love the boat layout. I just needed a motor that would be there when I need it. So I'm super stoked about it. We're going to grab that 19 pitch this weekend, take it out, start to learn a little bit more of the trim. Uh, my trim gauge is not hooked up to it. I don't know if I still need to do that, um, but it's definitely not hooked up and functioning. And that trim gauge is helpful because my console sits further in front of the boat towards the front. Um, so I can't really see where the motor is because it's got full transom as well. So I can't really see where that trim is on the boat. But when I start taking off, I can feel it and I can adjust it that way. But I kind of want to get it to a point where, you know, if I put a bolt or a pin in there or something to where I can just drop it down and I know that that motor is set at the right trim and then I would like to get that trim gauge working again so that I can start to dial that in a little bit better that's how I used it on my last motor and I knew exactly where it needed to be when I was taking off I knew exactly where it needed to be if I was trying to get top speed out of it it's just a very helpful tool to have that trim gauge when you can't see your entire motor so we're going to play with that a little bit this weekend and uh, we should be getting her pretty dialed before duck season i'm really excited to have that motor and lastly we are coming into the end of the talks for some rnt I, sh I shouldn't say lastly there's one more thing for rnt we're gonna be filming in november so i'll be out in uh minnesota um with the rnt team filming some hunts uh, I've also been talking to Sean about um, some Michigan hunting. We're going to go with an outfitter and go up uh, go up into Michigan, not too far from here, thankfully, and, uh, and get some footage for the show, film a couple episodes, hopefully, maybe one episode, and then uh, bounce over to Ontario, and then we're going to try and film those back-to-back -back in October. So October is going to be busy. We're going to have opening opening weekend. Next weekend, we'll be in Michigan couple days after that will be in Ontario and then I come back and go to Houghton Lake the following weekend so then we'll be doing some layout hunting and stuff up there and uh and then after that I've got a wedding and then after that we're in Minnesota so the season's gonna go by pretty quick I feel like there's gonna be a lot of good content coming and uh it should be pretty cool uh speaking of content I have been asked, I had Tidewee reach out to me about making some review videos for them. 
So they've sent me some products and I am going to be doing basically a review month. So I need to film some reviews for them under contract and then uh, I think that they're going to be asking me to do another separate video. Um, so there's going to be three or four tied we review videos but there's also some reviews that I want to do of equipment that I've used. So I want to do a migra munitions review. Um, I have a lot to say on that one. So you have to stay tuned for that. Um, I think it's only fair that with the amount of Sitka that I've been using that I do some, some either a review of it or just a, uh, a haul to show what I'm, what I'm using from them. Um, and then I have a couple tangle free ones that I want to do, um, with some stuff that I bought from them last year. And then I might do a shot cam review. I'm going to try and stuff as many reviews into the next month as possible because they're easy to do. They're easy to film. And since we're coming into that part of the year, uh, they tend to do a little bit better during duck season when people are, you know, just about to start gearing up for the season. So everybody figures out what they need in the early season and then they start looking at what they need for the regular season. So, so we're going to have some, some waiter boot. There's actually a deer blind review, possibly another waiter review. And then, uh, like I said, the Migra, maybe some Sitka reviews, tangle free shot cam whole deal so make it short and sweet let you guys know what was going on some some fun stuff you know got through some opening day talked about uh the new boat motor which that video will come out actually uh as well in the midst of these reviews um rnt tied we way she goes so Thank you guys for listening. If you guys like this and you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. If you guys are listening on any of the streaming platforms, be sure to give us a five star. Uh, share this with your friends. And uh, if anybody wants to hear anything about Great Lakes duck hunting or just any of the random crap that we talk about here and some guests that we have on, please share with your friends. We will be having Damian Pittman from Punisher Waterfall coming on next, followed by John Wallace from Wild Game Cook. I want to be able to uh, talk to Damian about his his journey through Punisher. Um, they've been kind enough to have me on their show twice, and it's been a phenomenal experience. They're going to come down and hunt during the season as well. Uh, they're not too far from here, so we're going to make that happen. And then John just does some really cool stuff with, with Wild Game. And a lot of times we get asked as waterfowlers and, uh, you know, game harvesters what we do with the meat. And uh, John's going to give us all some, some pretty great insight on what he does with it and what we can be doing with it as well. So thank you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode.